Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, hello, friends. Tuesday, July 25th. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan today. He's overseas. I think now he's in Ireland, so we know that for sure. Friday, we're going to have him on with uh, Chef Kevin, and they're going to, because Chef Kevin's over there, too. They're kind of traveling together. And so we're, I don't know what they're going to talk about. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see what they're doing over there. We're seeing if they're liking their drinks and their food and all that good stuff there. So um, anyway, we look forward to having him back uh, next Monday is when he should be back in the seat, unless um, his travel plan get a little delayed, which possibly could happen nowadays. All right, uh, Johnny Cadillac, our executive producer, I've got a question for you today. All right. Here's the question. Um, what is the hottest recorded temperature ever here in Lincoln? You know, everybody's talking about how hot it is, right? We're in a heat advisory. It's yucky outside. What's the hottest recorded temperature ever? Because today's the uh, anniversary date. It happened back in 1936. I'm going to say, I want to say 115, but I'm thinking that might be a little low. So was that your answer? Yes. All right. You're right on. How yes. did you know that? I had no idea. <laughs> I was just like, well, it seems warm, but I bet there could have been a warmer day. I guess I, I'm right. glad I'm wrong. <laughs> That's right. And it was the warmest low as well in 91 degrees. So anyway, oh, heat advisory through Thursday. Be careful out there. Right now it's 92. I think it feels like uh, 96, and we're going to be hitting about 100 for the next three days in a row. So uh, just stay tuned to KLIM. We'll take care of you and uh, let you know what's happening with the weather. All right. Uh, well, today Today's our monthly check-in with Lancaster County Commissioner Krista Yoakum. Krista, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for coming in today. No, it's great to meet you today. Yeah. And hearing about that weather, I just got back from Austin from the National yes. Association of Counties um, annual meeting where it was like around 105 oh. every day. <laughs> Yuck. But it's a dry heat. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> not there. We we lived in Dallas for a little bit, and man, it was, yeah, it would get hot and and uh yeah it wasn't any fun yeah so well uh you've been traveling so i think you got back last night from that convention we'll talk about some of the uh things that you actually learned at there you also um um had actually uh had an opportunity to uh, present a petition is that right and uh, resolution. To, our resolution mm-hmm. to pass so we'll talk about that in a second but i did want to talk to you about uh, the meetings that you've had over the last several weeks and i think probably months as well one of the top um issues that citizens are coming forward when they have uh, time to talk during the public time uh, is about election fraud. And uh, I watched the meeting from last week. I don't know. I I think this week there were uh, more citizens there talking about that as well. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that. Kind of where are you at with that as a commission and um, what are the what's happening? Yeah, sure. So for several weeks, as you said, uh, several months now, I think, um, we have had a group of people coming before us that have concerns about the integrity of our elections and and want to be sure that they're being held with integrity, right? right. And so, um, first off, the Lancaster County Commission does not establish any of the rules around our elections. Um, really, our only responsibility is to pay for them, which is in county government, many of the things we do, right, we don't right. have, we don't get to set the rules, but we do have to pay for the, the functions. Um, and so that really is our sole responsibility. Um, but because we do have these citizens that are concerned and, and I've heard from constituents who watch our meetings and they hear, um, these people saying things about election fraud and wanted to know the reality. 
um, asked me what's really going on. Are we really, as county commissioners, participating in election fraud? We actually brought um, State Election Commissioner Wayne Benna and Lancaster County Election Commissioner Todd Wilchin before us on uh, the 18th of this month, and we had an hour of a special presentation with them. That gave commissioners an opportunity to ask them questions because, so we could get you know some clarification to what some of these other people are saying and so that we had a, a deeper, better understanding and we could ask those questions questions mm-hmm. and get that clarification for our own sake um, because that's what we've been asked to do is is educate yourselves you know talk to the election commissioner get the get the information um, and so we we had a special presentation an hour-long presentation in which I would have to say really our questions were answered I had a list of questions I had intended to ask and in the end I didn't because they proactively answered those they'd heard the same concerns mm-hmm. they've been watching our meetings they've had meetings or, or been approached by some of the same people with the same concerns and so they really headed off a lot of what I had as questions and I appreciated that and now we actually have a video that anyone who's really wondering what's what goes on in in elections um, can watch on LNK TV it can be found on YouTube Roku all of the usual ways you would watch a Lancaster County Commission meeting so for citizens who have a concern then where would you point them to yeah I mean the Election Commission is our best Mm -hmm. resource Uh, they really are it's their job what they do is mostly in statute and and it's really the Secretary of State that establishes how our elections are run mm-hmm. for the city it's by city charter okay and well one of the things too i think there was a question if i remember right about um asking them to audit the election this mm-hmm. last election have mm-hmm. they been doing that or have they done that so the city election i don't know that it did have an audit and i would have to go back and ask that question to right. be sure but the last state state election um yes the, the the secretary of state's office where the state election commissioner is mm-hmm. um they require a 10 percent audit across the state of nebraska um to to verify that that there is no fraud happening and then in lancaster county what that equates to is three precincts is what has been historically audited and they do that um they also do test audits before to be sure all the equipment is running but they do uh uh, three precincts in lancaster county specifically on the voters Mm -hmm. In that election, another uh, issue that was brought up in the last meeting last week it was in regards to the Lancaster County Jail, the overpopulation that's there, and sending some of those um, that that are incarcerated to different county jails across the state. Um, where is the you know where is the commission with that? Is there a short and long term plan? Yeah, so the short term plan is to house people in other jails. Now, I will tell you that our uh, director of our jail went out to several other jails and visited them to be sure they were up to the standards that we want to mm-hmm. provide um, that that was that housing, and did settle on Washington uh, County that their jail it would be good for some of the women. That's particularly the population that we needed. We had some emergency need uh, to house. And so that is our short-term solution. It would not be humane to keep people in our jail that might have to sleep on the floor or some situation like that. We want them to be, you know, in, in, in a humane situation. Mm-hmm, right. Um, so that's the short term. The longer term is really a more of a uh, 
evaluation of our justice system. And when I think evaluation of our justice system, I think from their very first encounter with law enforcement, all the way through the courts and all the way through sentencing, um, you know, better certainly to divert people out of jail, uh, get them into our community corrections programs, those sorts of things when appropriate. And that's where I'd like to see us grow things. But I think we need to do it in a strategic way. We need to evaluate what's the programming that's currently working. How do we grow programming Mm -hmm. um, effectively? None of us want to see someone who really is a danger to the community um, not being jailed. There, There is a place for that. But many of the people who are in our jail are not a danger, and they really need you know, some behavioral changes, those sorts of things, and that's what we should be working towards. Yeah, so then prevention, like when you talk about pre- you know, prevention and getting on the front side of it, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Yeah, so we just hired a new uh, community corrections director who has a lot of experience in diversion. Now, I believe that the programs we have are good programs, but we need to evaluate those to be sure that we're moving in the right, right. direction. And then with his... Um, vast knowledge that that certainly will will just add to what what we can possibly do. Well, it's uh, five sixteen. We're talking with Lancaster County Commissioner Christy Yoakum on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIM. You just got back from a convention, and it sounded like you had a great time. It was hot, obviously, but um, you uh, w- immigration was something you shared with me earlier today, um, and how that impacts our city and our county. Lincoln has a big immigration population. I think we have around thirty thousand immigrants here. So um, you had uh, um, put forth a resolution there and I'm curious to know more about that and how that will impact our city. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. So Lincoln is a large resettlement city and a large per capita mm-hmm. um, more than some other communities and then we have immigrants who move here because of the jobs and the lifestyle or they have family and friends here. Um, so what happens is w- we know these people are living in our communities, and I work part-time for a nonprofit, and I work across the state, so I see this a lot in our smaller communities as well. But we don't have a coordinated effort on how to help people really integrate socially, mm-hmm. um, civically, and in you know economically in the workplace. And so, what were the resolution that I brought forth was asking the White House or Congress to create an office of New Americans, which would help coordinate some of that, provide technical assistance, and hopefully provide monetary assistance so that we can move people um, into citizenship quick uh, quicker, um, have better access to um, you know we our nonprofits do a great job mm, yeah. um, of you know. Teaching English and helping people get the information that they need, but but in Lincoln we have those resources, but they're not available throughout the rest of the state and throughout the rest of the country, and so we want that local support for that effort. I know churches have uh, been very involved as well uh, in helping with the immigration population. Long term, yeah, yeah, they certainly have. That's real good. Um, well, good uh, opioid crisis. I know that's something you learned about or uh, talked about. I know we had uh, Amy Holman uh, from uh, Nebraska um, Overdose Awareness uh, Week coming up here in just a little bit. She talked about, you know, we've got, man, I think there's like um, 100,000 plus deaths a year that are happening. And it's not just impacting the country. It's impacting our city and our county as well. Um, where is the commission with that and what did you learn? in regards to how we can better help Yeah, so that was one of the hotbed issues yeah. uh, um, there. Because fentanyl is just crazy. I mean, right. the cartels are bringing that over. It's getting laced with things, and it's just impacting people's and, lives. And people don't know what they're getting, right? right? So it's, it's yeah, it, 
we we need to do better. Well, one of the things is that all the states and counties and cities are getting some funding through the opioid suits. And so I've been on the the statewide committee mm-hmm. where we're looking at what are we going to do. And so I was very curious about that at the national level. Right. And what I really discovered is there are a lot of, there's a myriad of things that we can be doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was hard to say there's that aha moment of this is what we should do locally. Um, but, but really different um, communities are affected differently, right? And so there are a lot of different strategies out there. Uh, that rolls right into mental health as well, I'm assuming. Um, where are we at with that? Yeah, so we've got some things happening here in Lancaster County that are kind of on the horizon right. that we're working on, use some, using some of our ARPA dollars. And what I actually found out at the conference was that a lot of other communities are doing similar practices. Um, so that it wasn't anything new that I learned, but it really kind of reaffirmed um, that we are on the right track. And one of those is, you know, putting some funding into a mental health respite program. It would be a volunteer program, but it would be housing where people could actually stay, um, you know, small scale, you right. know, not on less than 20 beds, probably less than 16 beds, but, but a place where people can go because that's one of the things we lack right now. We have the crisis center, um, mental health crisis center, mm-hmm. which is for people who are in crisis. Um, but don't belong in the jail. Um, we have people in our jail. Unfortunately, they do have mental health Well, and that's problems. what I was going to say. All this stuff kind of rolls together. Exactly. That's And that's why we need really a more, much more strategic study of what's going on and what the needs are in the community. So what does the budget look like then for programs like this from the county standpoint? So we want to work with nonprofits. Counties are not good providers at necessarily uh, mental health services. And so we have, we've dedicated uh, $2 million to some build out of a facility. And that's our ARPA funding 2.4 or Mm -hmm. uh, $2.5 million. But then we also can help fund some of that programming through JBC and other efforts um, where, first off, we want to look at where Medicaid, insurance, that sort of thing would cover costs of treatment, but then we would also want to pick up and make sure those are solvent. We talked about Medicaid yesterday, didn't we, Johnny? Um, in, re- in regards to they're doing a whole uh, reevaluation, an annual reevaluation, and people have to sign up. So just a little side note, a little rabbit trail here. Go back and listen to the podcast yesterday, um, yeah, yesterday's show, because we talked about Medicaid, and if, you're, if you don't get your submission in over the next month or so, you could possibly lose your Medicaid. And they're talking about... Um, between eighty to one hundred and forty thousand people could potentially lose that. So, just a little side note there. So, yeah, no, I've been watching that because who's on Medicaid or Medicaid expansion? Some of the people that are the most vulnerable yep. who may not have access to, right. to this information that we're talking exactly. about, right? Exactly, and they, and they may don't not even know. know, and they may be transient. They may not have a permanent mailing address, and so they're not receiving the information. Yep, yep. So be careful, and if you know somebody on Medicaid, um, you know, around you, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, uh, make sure that they're aware of that, and just ask them. Better to ask on the on the front side than to deal with it on the back side. So. Right, right. Hey, if you don't have another question for me, I have a couple of things I wanted sure, to share and absolutely. share while I'm here. Um, one of those is that, whoops, I'm sorry, wrong phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. She's got a couple of different phones. She's got people contacting her. And I tried to put notes in my phone so I would be um, able to speak about things. One is that we talked about our, our jail, and mm-hmm. um, it's been 
challenging to hire corrections officers. A lot of people right. don't see themselves going into that And that's role, the reason right? why we're at capacity, not necessarily physically, but because of our employees. It, it is a, a both-and yeah. sort yeah. of situation, um, because there are certain people we can't house together, and we, so we need to keep a separation. So even if our number is not over capacity, mm-hmm. the people we're, we're housing um, does put us over capacity. But we are having a one-day high corrections hiring event on Tuesday, August 27th. 22nd. And what's cool about this is you can stop in at the jail between 4 to 7 p.m. You can apply right there, have an interview right there, and they're giving tours of the jail. So anyone that's considering a career in corrections or thinking, is this for me or not, can actually see what's going on right there at the jail and, and see if this is the right fit for them. And so I'm really excited about that opportunity. I think, yeah, and we had Tom Duden in yesterday from the city council, and they're talking about from the police standpoint, too, police force. Um, like he said, if you are interested at all in corrections or if you know somebody who might be, now's the time to, to, to look at it. Right. Our sheriff's department equally. Yeah. I mean, right. everybody. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing I wanted to be sure that that um, everybody knew is, you know, we're, we're talking about what the, the new assessments uh, were, and we're talking about do we raise the levy do we lower the levy going forward? We're in our budget season right now for the county, which we do on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. We're not biennial as the city or the state are. Um, and so we've been hearing from all of our departments what their needs are going forward, and we are getting closer to having a final budget. And I wanted to be sure that people knew that our budget hearing is August 29th at 10 a.m. following our regular meeting. That's on a Tuesday but you can also follow our budget on lancaster.opengov.com and you can see what our projected budget is and you can see the comparison with last year's budget. Um, so people that are very interested in that and want to follow along and if you keep clicking on the, the little arrows, you can go, you can drill way down into that budget. <laughs> you can go all the way down. So let me ask you this then. Do you have any, I mean, can you give us any hint or an idea of where you're at with the levy? Yeah, I we I believe um, as things are projected that we will be lowering the levy um, a, a bit. We certainly want to make sure that if we've got a, a, some additional funding because the assessments came in high, that we're right. putting that back to the taxpayers. Well, that's good news. I'm sure our listeners are like, yes, because I was. I was like, <laughs> Although that's a good thing. the county does continue to grow, and, yeah, exactly. and as we just spoke about, our yep. our problems continue to grow. So, yep. Well, thank you for coming in. Thank you for giving us insight. I, I, I really appreciated uh, just hearing about all the different aspects of what you do, and uh, we appreciate the, the service to our county. Uh, it's a lot of work, and you put in a lot of time to do that, so thank you. Thank you. All right. And you'll be in next month, correct? I sure will be. All right. Uh, that's uh, Krista Yoakum from the Lancaster County Commission. Uh, we appreciate her coming in again. Thank you for coming in. It's 525. You're listening to Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's 529. I want to thank Chris. Great job he does with traffic. I, I do want to say one thing. We're at 43rd No Street here, right? KLIN Studios are. And um, they're doing work out here on both sides of O Street, um, going both ways, east and west. And it's down to one lane. I'm telling you, it's dangerous. I, I almost got rear-ended. Krista was coming in, and she was backed up because of traffic. So just keep that in mind as you're coming, especially when you're coming and driving west on O Street, um, and you're, you're coming off of like 48. 
eighth there. Um, you just can't really see what's over the hill, so just be careful. Take your time. And uh, Johnny, you had something to say? Oh, about I was just going to say, I'm glad you're saying the directions because I'm seeing a lot of hand signaling over here, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I can way, see that way. This way, I can see what direction you're saying, but the listeners can only imagine. But when you say west and that, I'm like, all right, they're set. Absolutely. Well, coming up in the second half of the show, we're excited to have Melissa Wood and Carrie Herrera in the studio. We're going to talk about this year's Tunnel to Towers 5K Run and Walk. Last year was their first event ever right here in Lincoln. It raised over $63,000. And that money goes to support our nation's fallen and um, really injured first responders, military heroes, and their families. And we're going to learn more about that in just a few minutes. Well, up next, we're going to check in with Fox News. And then we'll hear from KLIN News reporter Chase Porter. Uh, You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's 536, feeling like 96 degrees outside. We're not even doing the temperature anymore. It's so hot out there. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan for the next, uh, well, I don't know, four or five days. And then hopefully he'll be back next Monday uh, as he's... uh, on his trip over in Ireland, having a good time over there. So, well, we're honored to have uh, Melissa Wood and Carrie Herrera in uh, the studio right now. We're going to be talking about a great event that you guys started last year here in Lincoln called Tunnel to Tower. It's a 5K uh, run and walk this year. And uh, we wanted to hear more about the, the event this year, what's going on, just get a really good big update of this. But um, for those who don't know about Tunnels to Towers and this whole story behind your family with Mario, um, mm-hmm. Carrie, um, why don't you share with us how this got started okay so three years ago when mario died mm-hmm. um tunnels of towers my sister reached out to tunnels of towers um i think it was november december um told them our story told them what happened to mario and by the end of december they had paid off my mortgage of my house wow. um their whole idea or behind the foundation is to keep families in their houses and not make um make them change everything in their lives so um yeah that's how it started and, and so we want to give back to them yeah mario um, was on the police force here in sure. lincoln mm-hmm. and uh, was killed on duty mm-hmm. and um at the, is it the three-year anniversary it'll be three month? years yep three years of 26 he was shot and then he died on september 7th yeah Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you for sharing that. Um, let's talk about Tunnels to Towers then and then the run itself. But mm-hmm. I, I remember the last time you were in here, you talked about mm-hmm. going to New York mm-hmm. and actually learning about, and I don't know if there was a presentation there or not, but how did Tunnels to Towers get started themselves? Yeah, so 
uh, the Tunnel to Towers actually began after 9-11 uh, when the St- Stephen Siller was a firefighter mm-hmm. who died um, when the towers fell. Mm-hmm. And his family is actually the one who started this whole organization. Um, and they wanted to, like my sister said, uh, raise money for those families so that they could stay in their homes. And it has grown over the years into this amazing organization in which um, a phenomenal amount of the money goes directly back to families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, we got um, word that you can start a local 5K in your community um, to raise money. And <laughs> Actually, that's, that's exactly not what happened. <laughs> we were at a fundraiser in New York, and they were talking about giving back. And I looked at Melissa. This is the very first year after Mario died. And I looked at her. I'm like, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, I don't know, Carrie. Can I do this? I'm like, so you can do are. this. Yeah. Now we're at the the second the second annual. So. Yeah. And yeah. so, what, where did the concept behind tunnels to towers? Tunnel so to ton- towers. Yeah. Good tunnel question. So tunnel to towers. So Stephen Siller, the firefighter who this family actually started this, um, he was an off duty firefighter that day, and so um, he had just gotten off duty. He had. Heard you know, had um, heard about the the the, the planes hitting mm-hmm. the tower um, or towers, and he wa- or ran three miles through the Brooklyn Tunnel to get to the tower after he had been off duty um, in all of his gear. And so that's the whole idea behind the tunnel to towers is is um, those steps he took mm-hmm. to get back to the tower, and then um, he he died. Um, and he had he had four kids, wow. yeah, four yep. kids, yep. And, and so that's where the family mm-hmm. really wanted to make sure that um, that other families could stay right. in their homes mm-hmm. and and have less of a you know something yeah mm-hmm. something that would stay the same in their family when such tragedy is hit. Yeah, and their focus, um, like you said, that money going to support um, fallen and seriously injured first responders, military heroes, and their families, mm-hmm. which is yep. so important. They so. built yeah. smart homes also for. Um, Military who lost their limbs or really? mm-hmm, wheelchairs, and they build smart homes for them, and all over the all over the country. So it's a great, great, great foundation. So Carrie, when they, how did you find out then that you were going to get supported by them? With um, your mortgage being paid off. I mean, I'll be honest, with you I don't even remember. I don't remember how it came about. Um, but my neighbor had um, you ha- one of the. Um, I guess the rules, I'm not sure about what to say, but um, that you have to have kids under the age of 15. And so you had just turned 15. Um, so we just didn't think anything of it. And then my neighbor um, had come over and said, just call. So my sister called. And like I said, within a month, probably a month and a half, two months, um, they had paid off my mortgage. Wow. Yeah. So what did that mean for you and your family at the time? Then? Oh, huge. I mean, what I, was, what, yeah, just huge. try to, try to at least share with us a little bit yeah. about what that was like. Anybody who loses someone who mm-hmm. is, Mario was our sole provider. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary. Like my thing is like, I've got these kids at home. Um, they were older, but I still had to support them and I still had to have a place for them. And it's a scary feeling. Um, the unknown is scary. Um, we're, what's going to happen next is is scary but knowing that we will never have to leave the house mm-hmm. um we will always have a place to stay is a huge sense of relief yeah so i think that's when we went to to new york uh and we we got to see it on a larger scale mm-hmm. uh the number of families that they're helping is where we were just decided you know what we need to do something now our community can do something to support 
our local first responders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when mm-hmm. this hits our, our community again. And we want to have done something to have given back. How many families have they helped? Do you know? And have oh, you, I, I can I don't even know. To honestly, be honest with you. yeah, I don't Probably either. It's uh, hundreds. Hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, they do so much for families and they're just, they're so quick to do it and just give you such a sense of relief. Um, yeah, and you're just and and even before Mario passed, like I never thought it would happen to me. I never thought that I would be in the position to be scared to lose my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you don't think it's going to happen to you, and it does happen to people. So that's why we want to do it because when it does happen, you know, you have that sense. Yeah. Does the money that you raise then um, that's through the, the run on the walk, right? The five mm-hmm. k. Yes. Does that stay local, or is there a part of that that stays here so local? That's How a does really that good work? question. Um, so. The money doesn't necessarily stay local, but it will be available locally if needed. needed. Uh So it is it is a national pot of money. um, But if something happens again here in this community, the amount of money that is needed will come back to us. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, uh, I, I, I just love the story. I love what you're doing. You're turning pain into purpose, mm-hmm. which is what we talk about on my show, One Shot, One Life, and, and just um, really wanting to make a difference. And you stepped up. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, that's the whole thing is yeah. you actually you stepped up and did something. Mm-hmm. And so um, we want to ask people to step up and actually participate. So let's start talking sure. about this year's event. You have a few different things happening. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, first of all, the 5K and uh, more about that. And by the way, I was looking at the website today. You have so much community support mm-hmm. that's happening for businesses and the community. It's amazing. The sponsors have been amazing. Uh, I would say more than half of the sponsors that were um, sponsors last year are repeat sponsors this year. We have new sponsors that have stepped up this year as well. Um, we have, uh, yeah, just a great outpour of support. Can I say something really quick then? Yeah. So because of that, because we had such an amazing event last year um tunnels of towers wants to bring their um what do you, how do you want to say they're, it? they're bringing a video crew this year cool. yeah. uh, and they're going to create they're going to produce a promotional video to use nationally um and our our event was chosen as one of those that they're going to do a national video for so we are hopeful that we can get even more people mm-hmm. out to to show um, what, how amazing our community yep, is. Yep, 100%. So when and where and how do people get uh, yeah. signed up? So August 19th, okay. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. is the walk, run, or volunteer. We how focus it, on the walk again, remember? <laughs> <That's true. laughs> we talked about this last year. Last year. <laughs> we focus on the walk. <laughs> yes, you do not have to be a runner no. to participate in this. But you can be a runner. You can be a runner, yes. But 9 a.m., August 19th, Holmes Lake, uh, if you are interested in getting involved in any way, um, we have a Facebook page mm-hmm. that you can just do a search for Lincoln Tunnel to Towers. Um, you can also reach me directly at Lincoln at T2T.org okay. is my email, and I can get you information to sign up as well. Mm-hmm. Well, we want people to sign up. Absolutely. Right? We, uh, the we, more the merrier, especially yep. with the video crew coming. Absolutely. That'll be really good. Yes. Absolutely. They were impressed with us last year, guys. We have to do it bigger yes. and better this year. So. <laughs> and the deadline for T-shirts is coming up too, right? Yeah. So um, so uh, in order to uh, ensure you get a T-shirt, if you are a participant, um, we need you signed up by August 6th. That's the deadline for making sure you get a T-shirt. Um, if you would are interested in sponsoring 
um, our event. The deadline to be a sponsor at the level that gets you on our T-shirt is actually tomorrow. Oh, So if you are hearing this today and you are interested, please reach out to me today mm-hmm. at lincoln at t2t.org <laughs> well it's five forty-six, and we're talking with melissa wood and carrie herrera from lincoln tunnel to towers on 1400 and 99.3 klin you have some other things happening too uh mm-hmm. right coming up in regards to some uh, an honor for um mario i hear yes so last year corn coast brewery um did, they made a beer for mario it's, i think it was, I remember that yeah and it was actually i'm not a beer drinker but it was actually pretty darn good <laughs> um it was it's called batch number 1205 so they and they do a percentage of their proceeds back to tunnels of towers we don't you know we don't do anything except for show up have a good time they're having food trucks out there this year um they opened up their outside to let everybody hang out outside um eat drink and yeah it's just a good time, and the proceeds, part of the proceeds go back to Tunnels of Towers. So. And that will be on Friday, August 11th. Okay. Uh, starting, they open their doors between like 2 and 3, mm-hmm. um, so 3 p.m. on food trucks, mm-hmm. the beer, and the batch 1205 is because um, 1205 was Mario's batch number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, Mike. Actually, kids came up with that instead of badge good. number. They did that's badge cool. number. I, yeah. I like so that. yeah. That really so if neat. you're not a runner, a walker, or a volunteer, <laughs> yeah. come support us on August 11th yes. at Corn Coast. We'd yep. love to see you there. Yes. Food and drinks. Food so. and drinks. Any, anything else happening event wise? Yeah. So one other thing that um, you know we have we're just um, officially announcing tonight is uh, that this will be the last time that our family is actually going to be in charge of this race. So last year, I'm going to be the volunteer director. Um, last year, that our family is going to be on the squad. Um, we do have a potential new volunteer mm-hmm. director to keep the event going next year. Um, that's still in the works. Um, but this will be the last time that we are going to be in charge. Mm-hmm. So let me ask then, what what does it take to put something like this on? How many? Vol- I mean, obviously, it's got to take a lot of volunteers, yeah. a, a lot of uh, connection with people and businesses, and mm-hmm. app, you know, entrance. I mean, that's a yeah, lot of stuff. Money handling. Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes it, all of those things. T-shirts. All of those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, the great thing is, is that you know, because we've gotten this going already. Right. Um, if we do get someone else that we think we have um, to to keep it continuing. And we've got all those connections started. So hopefully we'll be able to continue. They'll be able to continue a a great event so we can continue to support our local first responders. So if somebody wants to help volunteer too, how would, how would they get? Yeah, again, process. yeah, please. Um, so there's actually a link on the registration page um, for volunteers. But you also, again, can just email me directly at lincoln at t2t.org, and I can get you information about volunteering That's as well. Good. And That's you get a free T-shirt. Who yay! doesn't want a free hey, T-shirt free with that? That's right. That's right. Johnny's wearing Johnny's wearing one. Yes. I said I right when we walked in. I said, love it. Yeah, I said I had to dress up for the occasion. You did. You look amazing. You. <laughs> you did good. Well, last year, how much money did you Race from the event sixty thousand dollars. Yes, nice. that was crazy. Right now we are at thirty thousand. Okay, so we've made a very nice amount of money. We would love to see that just continue. Mm-hmm. And is there a cap for how many people can participate in the five k? Or no, no, mm-hmm. nope, nope. nope. We are we, right now. We're at two hundred participants for this year. Um, would love to double that if we could. Bring your families out. There's mm. fire trucks. There's police. There's. It's just a yeah. Good what event. is what does the event look like? Let's walk through that. We got a couple more minutes here. 
I mean, they little they had an old police car out there. They had the fire trucks with the giant flags. They they started the race with which I thought was kind of touching and amazing was the horn to the fire the the fire truck. I guess mm-hmm. that's what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a good atmosphere. Yeah, it's, yeah. and the 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 um, uh, we had the uh, what do you call it? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the that started the race with the the not the bells the. The horn. Oh, the horn. That's what I just said. The horn. Oh, um, gosh, oh the bagpipes. The bagpipes. The bagpipes. Oh. Yes. yes. Sorry. They started the whole race off. The whole bagpipes from that from L, um, LFR started. And it was pretty really? amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a neat uh, event, mm-hmm. not just a walk run. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share? No. I once again, the community is stinking amazing here, yes. and um, we just have to keep it up for somebody else. So it's. I um, just really want to see you out there. Yeah, I want to see the, um, the community come out and, and support us. So um, support support yeah. our local first responders, yeah. not support us. Support our first responders. Yeah. So is there has there been another family locally or in the state that's been helped? I'm curious so, about yes, that. Actually, there has. So uh, Kalani Babber, uh, her husband um, was a corrections officer um, at the penitentiary, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tunnel to Towers paid off their mortgage in 2021. Oh wow! Um, so yes, there actually has been another family that has been supported um, by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. Well, let's give uh, everybody a rundown again. Time, place, location, how to get to signed up and everything. Yes. So um, Saturday, August 19th, 9 a.m. at Holmes Lake is our uh, 5K. We have that Corn Coast beer event on Friday, August 11th, um, starting at 3 p.m., food and drinks. And then um, to register, you can um, do a search on Facebook for uh, Lincoln Tunnel to Towers. You should be able to find our page. Um, or you can reach out directly to me at Lincoln at T2T.org. Yeah, go on the Facebook page. I was Absolutely. on there today. It's mm-hmm. uh, great and it navigated me through where yeah. the registration page is. And even just and do a little research on what the Stephen Stiller, what he, what they've done. I mean, it's, it is amazing. And, um, they're out to help people. Yeah. They are out to help people. And if you so. are, if you are a, a business who is looking to, um, you know, put sponsorships towards, uh, you know, um, Events or things that are truly going back to people, um, Tunnel to Towers is definitely mm-hmm. one of those. The amount of money that goes directly to families mm-hmm. is, um, you know, one of the number one in the nation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. It's it's amazing work. And again, thank you for sharing your story yeah. and uh, sharing the event information. I think um, you know uh, we'll keep promoting this while Absolutely. I'm on the air this hey, week. He's got All a right? T-shirt How's on. That? You have to promote it, right? Johnny's got it on too. <laughs> so. Uh, but we'll share we'll share more information uh, throughout the week just to make sure that we get uh, people signed up and ready to roll. So let's get out there. Let's so let's beat last year's financial record, yep. uh, entrance record, and all that stuff. So we're going to so. hold you to it. Are you going to be out there with us? Come on! If I, can, if I don't have to run, all right, right you Johnny? can walk. It's, <laughs> I love walking. You bring Tammy out there. Trust right, me, Tammy's, she would do it. I know that's yep. right. That is right. Yep. Well, thanks again for coming in today. Sure. We appreciate it. Sure. Uh, it's really good. So, Melissa and Carrie, yeah. uh, Tunnel right. to Towers. We appreciate it. And that's the 19th, you said? The 19th, yes. All right. All right. It's 5.53, and we're going to take our final break before we wrap up the show. You're listening to Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. 
people. Welcome back to the show. We're going to wrap things up here. We just have a few minutes left. It's 92 degrees outside. Feels like 96. We're still in a heat advisory, so be careful of that. Temperature's going to be pushing 100 or more. It says on Thursday, 101. Johnny, going to be a hot one out there. Um, and so uh, be careful, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on all that's going on with the weather. We've got a lot of great uh, guests coming up over the next uh, few days as we... Um, you know, finish out this week uh, with the Dan Parsons show as I'm filling in for him. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be talking to a couple of lieutenants from the Navy. Um, one is the director of the Navy Band, and the other one is in charge of Navy Week. And it's all in conjunction uh, with the air show here in Lincoln, which will be really cool. So they're going to come in and talk about it. They do all kinds of events throughout the city, uh, different schools, different organizations, to really raise awareness for the Navy and also to do some promotion as well. Uh, so that's going to be exciting for tomorrow. Then on Thursday, Jason Ball is going to come in, I believe, and he's going to talk about uh, some things that are happening in the city uh, within businesses and uh, a great organization that's really helping out with the carbon footprint, I believe, as well within our state. And then on Friday, Dan's going to be back. Kind <laughs> he's of. Gonna be, he's kind of going to be back. Him and uh, Chef Kevin are going to join us from Ireland. Um, they'll be Zooming in, and uh, we're going to hear about all their adventures they've been having this week, which will be really fun to hear. And uh, I don't know. Do you have a question for him, Johnny? Lined up? You ready to go? Uh, not yet, but I could easily come up with something. Oh, so. it's, yeah. They're having a great time. We've been getting, the funny thing is, we've been in a group text with all of them, yep. and we've been getting pictures from Dan, and he's been sharing all the all the great stuff that's been going on. So He's uh, he's definitely having a Dan good time out there, <laughs> but we've is. been having a fantastic time with Doug Fitzgerald here. Right here. I like that, Johnny. We're going to have to get that on a t-shirt. Can we yeah. do that? I'm like, <laughs> it'll be right, right there in production with the Dan good time shirts, too. <laughs> well, Melissa and Carrie from Tunnel to Towers here in Lincoln, uh, we're just and I want to promote them one more time because I just love what they're doing. All you have to do is go to Facebook, type in Tunnel to Towers Lincoln, and if you click on that, uh, it gives you a whole rundown of everything that's going on with um, the nonprofit and what they're doing with the 5K run. You'll also be able to click on there. Um, you'll be able to hear probably the podcast, too, it looks like. Uh, they've got a link to the podcast there of this show, so if you want to get uh, more information and listen to uh, the whole story, I encourage you to do that. Um, they've also got a lot of great information uh, as far as the sponsors, which are a lot. If you want to volunteer, you can click on it there. If you want to sign up uh, for the run or the walk, and again, like they said, you can walk. You don't have to run. Uh, you can click on the link there as well and get more information. So I want to highly recommend that you do that. Last year, they raised around $60,000 um, to support um, families who have uh, people, first responders that have been killed uh, in action and also um, and really hurt as well, and it's really helped the Herrera family, and so we appreciate them coming in and sharing more about that. Well, if you want again uh, listen to the podcast of this show go to our website klin.com you can listen to this show and past episodes as well big thanks to today's guests krista melissa and also carrie and i also want to thank uh, my executive producer johnny cadillac you've been listening to the dan parsons show on 1499.3 klin we're going to see you tomorrow